What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a young child? I do. The excitement of fake fencing your way down the aisles, browsing the names in the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to get off your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and taking it home with you. Yes. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, direct descendants of the Dread Pirate Roberts himself, Sean Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? Yeah, it's true. It's funny. We're both direct descendants, but we're actually not related. Yeah. yeah. So it's super, it's it's weird, but, he, you know. Dread Pirate Roberts, he fucked around. Yeah. Yeah. It's he, safe to say that America and other countries were colonized by very bad people. Dread pirates? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can we start this intro? I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Yikes. Lately, I can't not think about it. A lot of Game of Thrones. That does not excuse what you just said. No. We are delighted to have you here with us today. Everyone around the world that's been colonized by pirates. If you're... <laughs> If you're new to the podcast, you are at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie that you love from childhood and give you every single bit of information you can ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene. That's me. So stay stay tuned for all the fun. But before we get started, I want to tell you a few ways to support the podcast and all of our efforts. How? Way number one, uh, you got to call our voicemail. That's all you got to do. It's 319-804-804. 9596. You leave us a message. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. You got to go. <laughs> leave us a message. Let's hear today's voice. Please. What's up there, boys? Uh, name's Aaron. First time caller, long time listener. I found your podcast from Bert Kreischer on Two Bears, One Case. Wait, so you're not a long time listener? I'm noticing a trend. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that. If he was talking about you guys, I fucking love it. Dude. You keep up the great work. Now, here's an issue I do have or a question, concern, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh, the heavyweight issue. How in the world did he know that that camp was going up for foreclosure? Is he that much <laughs> of a shifty, sleazy-ass okay. businessman that he has feelers out there like, hey, my son wants to buy a new fucking workout camp, <laughs> and here you go. So here's one. I still don't know how he fucking knew that that place was going up for foreclosure. That's still a question of mine for heavyweights. And also, also, please, 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 I grew up playing hockey my whole fucking life. On every road trip, we would watch Slapshot going mm. to our games. Please, please review Slapshot as your next movie. I'm about to join your Patreon. 
give you guys all my fucking hard-earned money and uh, just keep up the work. I love the show. And, uh, yeah, please do Slapshot. Okay, so Slapshot mm-hmm. was 1977. Yeah. We may have to break some rules for that. We might have I, to break them. My favorite movies are from the 70s, yeah. so I'm I'm dying to dip into that that territory. Maybe we'll have just like a, a point in this next year or something that we're just, maybe we'll cover some 70s flicks, you know? Who knows? Maybe that's know. the new, like, kind of off-kilter off episode. It's like, Hear oh, me out. now Hear we're me doing out. this. Hear me out. Yeah. A totally 70s summer. Oh, that's whoa, out, whoa. It, doesn't, it doesn't mean like it's, it's got to be from the seventies. Maybe it's like it's it's uh, like Boogie Nights. Like we days do, and confused. Days and confused. Can we, we do it again? Do we that just, again. We just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think What Out American Summer was like oh, kind of more eighties, yeah. but yeah. doesn't matter. We'll get by. Dude, it's called a free for all summer. That's right. <laughs> it's called. Do whatever the fuck we want, summer. Dude, we are so much for calling. We are in. all hockey lovers, man. Yeah, so you're you're, so. you're talking right up our alley here, buddy. By the way, I if, if I'm guessing, um, in the '90s there was still you know Craigslist was pretty early, so maybe yeah. they just we talked about, about Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah, they talked about Craigslist on uh, on uh, heavyweights the, for the camp. You okay, know? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. think I think they they probably just put an ad up on Craigslist. And uh, and Tony Perkis answered. He's Actually, like, Dad, can I get can I get to camp? No, no. What happened is Tony Perkis Senior okay. was the one that like got in with them and okay. was signing their checks for him. Okay, and forced them to go bankrupt because uh, he already targeted the camp. Yeah, uh, maybe there you maybe go. Tony Perkis Senior already was in cahoots and and was selling to them, like you said, because all the lighting fixtures you see around camp were were provided by Perkis. Ah, and they were already there. They were there. And so, like, you know, he knew what was going on. Because uh, I was going to ask the question, if it was a Craigslist ad, is there a tab on Craigslist, like you, like bikes, uh, yeah. boats, <laughs> cars? Classifieds. Like, Run-down camps. Summer yeah, camps. Yes. Run-down fat camps. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sport I don't know camps, if there's that. Fat but. camps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Very valid question. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not only leave us voicemails, hook us up with reviews, subscribes on your podcast platform of choice. We love them. We love reviewing the good ones. Here's a segment called Review Time. Review <gasps> Time. This is uh, from Corduroy Orbison. It's, <laughs> it's called Congrats Well Done. I literally found out about your podcast yesterday when Bert Kreischer mentioned you on Two Bears. We're, th- we're into that period where, uh, yeah. where this is all they're going to be. <laughs> and we are grateful you guys found us on Two Bears. Oh, no, 100%. And Bert, what a stud. Uh, I am so thankful he did. Spent last half of my workday reliving Point Break, Pete and Pete, and the Mighty Ducks. I'm going to be waiting patiently for you to tackle the greatest and most honest rock and roll movie of all time. Uh-huh. Any guesses? Spinal Tap? AJ? Rockstar? Airheads. Airheads. Oh, dude. Airheads is 100% coming up. I guarantee it. That yeah. movie is so good. I love that movie. Thank you. Yes. Thank I, you so much. I mean, I thought, because you, you usually go by theme. Yep. You're like, why don't you guys do Princess Bride or something like that? I know. And like, I figured because it was Rob Reiner. I that's know, why I went I Spinal know. Tap. But I, I didn't respect. think that far in advance. I, uh, I, I was just like, oh, cool name. Corduroy Orbison. It's really great. <laughs> um, I love Spinal Tap, but I might even love Air. Airheads even more. Well, he said oh, even, he said the most honest rock and roll movie. Of all <laughs> oh time, yeah, which is Airheads. That is absolutely true. Because that is truth. Yes, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> and last thing, check out our Patreon. We're we're having some fun there. We've gotten to a point now where we have enough patron members where we are going to be putting this up on YouTube. We've hired an assistant. He's seven foot two, just like the fucking Andre the Giant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're we're gonna be doing some cool stuff coming up here. And if you join the patron, we've got even more stuff lined up. There's like four. 
14 hours of audio for you. You get to vote on movies. The Christmas movie voting is over, but I think we're going to do like a rom-com voting for February. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So you can join it. You can have a lot of fun there. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast and get ready for that YouTube. We're going to be posting some shit here soon. You That's bet. Right. Uh, here's a couple of our newest Patreon supporters. David Gould, Channing Rankin, Anthony Stone, Sam, John Devlin, Zachary, and Seth motherfucking Murray. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome and thank you so much. All right, boys. It's time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we discuss one of the most requested movies from fans online, an absolutely beloved movie that expertly balances sweeping romance, meticulously choreographed swordplay, wry satire, and imaginative, imaginative imaginations fantasy without missing a step. Lovely. We're, of course, talking about 1987's The Princess Bride. I'd like to imagine that they listened to that before their sword fight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they probably did. I think they did. I think it kind of <laughs> amped them up. I think Carrie Elwes actually had AirPods in listening yeah, to it. No big deal. Kyle Wyatt on set. Just screaming out <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Uh, for those looking to get a refresher on the movie quick, uh, I, th- I found it on Amazon Prime and Disney+. Plus. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's very rare that there are multiple options here. <laughs> yeah. and we got them. How awesome is that? You can literally go and watch that right now. Yeah, yeah. And this was at the time of recording, uh, end of November 2021, so I hope you're lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, first things first, we like to get all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, that's your fucking job. Do it. Let's do it. Produced by Rob Reiner, Andrew Scheinman, and Norman Lear. Written by William Goldman of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid fame. Misery, another Rob Reiner film. Maverick, who is a great kind of Western. With, I actually do like that movie. It's pretty cool. Like Cole Han Luke? No. <laughs> Ugh. Inside jokes. Eh? <laughs> hey. All the presents, men, and, St- and the Stepford Wives. He's a pretty prominent writer. Uh, director of photography, Adrian Biddle. Edited by Robert Layton. Music by Mark Knopfler. Production design by Norman Garwood. And directed by Rob Reiner. Here's the cast. Carrie Ellis. Robin Wright, her debut. Uh, Mandy Patinkin. Chris Sarandon. Christopher Guest. Wallace Shawn. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew? If his name was Andrew. Andrew, who would not be intimidating. It might be. Andre the Giant, Fred Savage, Peter Falk, Mel Smith, Carol Kane, and Billy Crystal. As a kid, Rob Reiner was enamored with the original book by William Goldman, having been gifted it by his father, Carl Reiner. After demonstrating his filmmaking prowess, both Stand By Me and Spinal Tap, Reiner focuses on focused on trying to get Bride off the ground. Reiner finally found funding through Norman Lear, who produced this, who produced this is Spinal Tap. Reiner quickly wanted to cast Carrie Elways as Wesley and really didn't want to cast anybody else, citing Elways was perfect for the part. Elways was also a huge fan of the book as a kid and associated himself with Wesley's. Let's see, Robin Wright was cast about a week before shooting. Uma Thurman, Meg Ryan, Sean Young, Susie Amos, Courtney Cox, Alexander Paul, and Whoopi Goldberg all auditioned for the role. Producers invited Wright over to William Goldman's house. As Goldman opened the door, Wright was standing there in a long white dress, golden hair, backlit by the sun, like she was backlit by God, as Goldman said. Goldman also said, well, that's exactly what I wrote, so Wright was it. Dang, perfect. Um, And so, yeah, this she was cast like a couple weeks right before shooting, but it was okay because they didn't even have the funding yet. As, as they were going into filming, like, weeks ramping up to it. They just got 
uh, all the funding, like right as they were going to England to shoot. Uh, Mandy Patinkin and Wallace Shawn were early choices for the characters. Danny DeVito was considered for the role of Vin. I, Vin- I, I love that. Yeah, Vincini. I love that idea. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Goldman wrote his novel, he pictured Andre the Giant as Fezzik all through writing the novel. Wow. Um, although not knowing if they could cast him with his WWF schedule, they briefly considered Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. Also considered were Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Ferrigno, and Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> uh, actually, Rob Reiner's like he he's like heard that Liam Neeson auditioned. I don't think he even like saw the tape or anything like that. He's I think he was only like six two or something like that. He's and like six three. Only six three. Only six three. <laughs> and, and Rob Reiner's like, nah. <laughs> like, I'm going to find you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Filming took place at various locations in England and Ireland in 1986. During filming, Reiner rented a house in England near filming locations and would inv- invite cast members over for, for meals. Uh, and cast members kind of cited that as making like the production and them being all together as the cast as like more of a family unit. It kind of attributed to all that, which is really cool. The Princess Bride was released on September 25th in 1987 and earned $30.8 million on a $16 million budget. It was a modest success at the time, but obviously with its cult status, it gained a lot more. You you sure. uh, brushed over something real quick there. Mark Knopfler yeah. wrote the music. Yeah. Dire fucking straits. Dire straits, bud. Really? The music was Mark awesome Knopfler, in this movie. Straits. Yeah, like I, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I go, no, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy's it's the fucking amazing. Sultans of yeah, Sultans he's of Swing. He's one of the Sultans, Sultans of Swing. Brothers in Arms, Sultan yeah. and Swing, money for nothing, money dude. for hey, money for nothing. <laughs> Chicks for Chicks free, for dude. Free. <laughs> <laughs> money for nothing. I'll tell you that. How did he go from from Sultans of Swing to? Hey, money talks, man. You right. Listen up, Confused Breakfast. It's holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer for the loved ones. Come on now. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Sean, you're good at math. How many balls is that? It's got to be like 8 billion balls. Right? 8 billion? Or it's probably million, but... 12 million, but yeah. 8 million balls. Uh, uh, Get 20% off and free shipping for your Christmas gifts at manscaped.com with code CONFUSED. If you, if you want to know the surefire picks for the stocking stuffers, oh yeah, uh, number one, unanimously, the Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. Mm-hmm. Just launched. They sent us some fucking awesome. Beautiful stuff. Mike, your hair looks fucking luscious. Don't you? Do you see this beard, too? I just got back from the ocean, mm. and, like, oh, yeah. and it was just like way too salty. Yeah. It was. I popped in some of that shampoo and conditioner, two-in-one. I hugged you, and I kissed you on the cheek, and I was like, that's way too salty. And then you came back, and it was better. <laughs> and I go, hold on, i got to use AJ shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another one, the Manscaped Cologne-Infused Body Wash. Not bad. You don't need to be buying that Axe body spray, like uh, body wash anymore. Get rid of that. Get the Manscaped Cologne-Infused Body Wash. They also have the four-piece nail kit. Shears 2.0 Luxury Four-Piece Nail Kit. Uh, crop mops or ball wipes for your stanky balls. Mm-hmm. I didn't write this word, stanky balls. This comes direct from Manscaped because right. they are comfortable with their usage of words. That's right. Yeah. Love 
those guys. And they also have a signature cologne. Uh, I'm excited to give it a sniff. I'm sure it's going to be great based on the way everything else has mm. been smelling. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know the products are legit. Make sure to hurry to their site. Ensure these gifts show up before the holiday season. While you're at it, remember, 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code CONFUSED. Confused? Confused? Oh. <laughs> All right, so next we like to give the audience a little insight into what we thought about the movie the first time we saw it. Uh, bring up that nostalgia rating. AJ, I'm going to start with you, man. What did you think about this movie when you first saw it? So uh, rarely the, rarely it comes up that it was like my mom is responsible for a movie, and but the, like a lot of the ones that she is responsible for are very, very important. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. I do remember thinking the first time I watched this movie, this movie's for girls. Yeah. yeah. It's the princess Ooh. bride. What, what, about, what about the death and the destruction? I was basically Fred Savage. You were Fred Another Savage. kissing scene. What? <laughs> No, is this a kissing book? Uh, anyways, uh, that's definitely the way I felt about it. So <laughs> I rarely actually gave this movie even a chance. My mom always had these ways of like watching movies that she would pick something and say things like, oh, that's Peter Falk. And I'm like a kid. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. fucking know who Peter Falk is. <laughs> yeah. But it would make me inquire as to like, okay, well, who's Peter Falk? Like, well, you know, so she had this way of kind of leading me through and getting me back interested in movies and like things like that. Um, so this is one of those movies. Again, still still didn't think much of the movie when I was a kid. Honestly, if I was going to give it a rating as I was just a kid, I'd probably give it like a 3.8. Mm. Yep. What about you, Sean? Yeah, man. When I first saw this, it was probably like my cousin's house. And I had like, uh, there was a certain uncle that I had that had like all girl cousins. And so we go over there all the time to play ping pong while my dad did anyway. We would just watch movies with my cousins and they would watch this movie a lot. And uh, because they were watching it and they were girls, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch The Matrix or Blade. Come on. Um, <laughs> a little, little did I know they were going to show me the Blair Witch like a, a year later and I was going to be terrified. Um, but I remember watching it with them and being a little, a little enamored with like just the fantastical aspect of it. And I remember it being like a little off of like movies that I had seen kind of like it before. And uh, I, 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 if I had to give it a rating, then I'd probably just say it's a probably about a four. Four point five, four favor, Yeah, I, you know, I've only probably seen this movie twice. Yeah, going up into this watch, uh, I just never gave it a shot for reasons you said, like, ooh, it's a girls' movie and t- fairy tales and princesses. And then when it came into when I was older and I had a chance to watch it. I think I didn't watch it strictly because of Carrie Elwes. Mm. Oh, like because because he was. Keep in mind the movies that I did like from this era. Days of Thunder, Hot Shots. Yeah. He was always the fucking douche. Yeah, That's true. like dickhead of the movies. Yep. So, and then, and then when I got older, I like saw one. I was like, this guy's terrible. I hate, <laughs> I hate this guy. I hate this. He's person. a terrible actor. And then you go, oh, Princess Bride. Yeah, it's supposed to be this cool movie, but it's got Carrie Elwes in it. Like, mm. so I honestly, I'd probably only seen it two times and didn't really give it a shot up mm. until just recently. So I'm, I'm like a three yeah. Yeah. going into this. Yeah. But it's there very important. This is why we do these segments because That's right. uh, we're trying to tell you what that nostalgia rating is. And, and interestingly enough, our nostalgia rating is pretty shit yeah. for this movie because we just 
didn't really give it a shot back That's then. right. We'll see what it is after we watch it with a modern eye. But before we get into that, uh, the actual film review scene by scene, AJ always hooks us up with the research, yeah. ratings, critical reviews, all that fun stuff. What'd you find, man? Apparently, people just, you know, felt the same way we did on, uh, what do we start with? Three, two, one, the, the tomato, tomato meter. meter. The tomato meter, 98%. 98. Critical Holy reviews, shit. 98% Where certified are we fresh. Uh, Where are we sitting, Mike? So I've been working on, like, maybe trying to put together a little thing here, but I believe that is the highest critical rated movie that we have done so far. It, I'm pretty be. sure it is. The I next closest one so. being Big. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Really? Wow. 97. Okay. Seven. Wow. wow, that's insane. That's 98% certified fresh. Uh, audiences uh, felt borderline the exact same way, 94%. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Okay. So IMDb's got to be in the eights, right? <laughs> no. Damn what? it, dude. Is that exactly. Are, doesn't that frustrate the hell out of you? Who is, like, doesn't who is, that frustrate you? Who is Lord IMDb? Who, who is DB? <laughs> I want to know what his name is. R. Dan, Dan, well, we'll Dan get, IMDb. We'll get to he a couple of the reasons as to why it's so low on IMDb, but IMDb is a 7.7. 7. Okay, so interesting fact. Uh, I didn't look up the rating, but it is the 248th highest rated movie on IMDb. That's and it used to be higher. And it's still not even... Yeah. 7.7. 7. Wow. It okay. used to be actually even a lot higher. I wonder than what that, like so. the seventh seal or like fucking Citizen Kane is on there. It's like, well, it's a, you know, people like it, but we're going to give it a two. Yeah. <laughs> what? There was a Come lot on. of like five out of five ratings, 100% ratings, like a lot of that stuff. There was also a few of the low ones. Uh, the San Francisco Chronicle gave it a 50 out of 100 and says, kind of cute, occasionally amusing, and very, very slow. I just wish it had more momentum, more oomph. Okay. okay. That's, that's what that's what Mr. San Francisco Chronicles. Andre the Giant wasn't enough the oomph guy. for you. Yeah, he wasn't enough deal. oomph. Andre the Giant. The gi- wasn't enough oomph for Mandy you. Patinkin <laughs> wasn't enough oomph for you. Uh, but we do have the Washington Post that said uh, an eighty out of a hundred, a percolating comedy. The laughs may not tear your belly up, but they're constant, and they're and they dovetail with the story. If we move into re- the reason why. IMDb is a 7.7 7 on mm. this. Um, I have two reasons why <laughs> that I found. Uh, one out of 10 stars. My six-year-old puts on better shows than this in the backyard. You still call movies shows. Yeah. That's the problem with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly the person you're talking about. Doesn't that suck? Uh, <laughs> my show. Oh, what show? What, what syndicated television show are you watching? Yeah. Oh, it's Ghost. Oh, great. The movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Fuck. That's a movie, idiot. <laughs> Picture show. Uh, it was written by Helga Bono, Bono's daughter. Uh, <laughs> it's, November. It's, no, you. Yeah, it's. No, we don't even need any research <laughs> no, with that. No, uh, that's just the fact. I'm going to picture this in my head. <laughs> it's just what it is. November seventeenth, two thousand three. Said, "What a load of claptrap." Whatever that is. What? It's an Irish thing. Is it? Yeah. So this is Irish. Yeah, it's definitely her. This okay. Oh, so, so it's definitely her. It's definitely, definitely an Irish pop singer. Uh daughter. Not only did the movie not make a lot of sense, but the acting left a lot to be desired. Score is highly on the sphincter clincher scale. I was also surprised that Peter Falk would lend his talent to a production of this caliber. Maybe he was in need of money. Who knows? Anyway, a waste of my money. I was foolish enough to buy the DVD and my time. 
you don't buy a DVD without knowing that you like it. Yeah, exactly. Like this uh, is stupid. You never. Who who goes through and <laughs> rummages through the bins and is like. Oh, good, the $5 oh. bin. I want to watch movies. I want movies I've never seen. Do you do that, Sean? <laughs> I mean, Sean do you do that, Sean? I mean. well, the only person in this room who does do that is Sean, and I just who would do that. I'm weird and different. He is You're, not the majority here, okay? <laughs> you are. You, you do that in your trench coat and sunglasses. And yeah. So. yeah. So. <laughs> All right. No, I'm, I'm the gonna, one, man. One more. Uh, one, one, one star out of ten. You're the one, Neo. <laughs> this is called A Load of Puke Bile. This is from British Dame 7001, so uh, Judy Dench, uh, in yeah. 2006. She I says, don't buy it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I, I mean, 7001, I feel like that's a like, 007 reference oh, of some kind. So, just what saying. a bitch. Uh, <laughs> she's called Judy Dench a bitch? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Cut that out. No, never. <laughs> All right, well, they say, come on, people. What's the big deal? I've tried and tried to watch this and like this movie on recommendations of my so-called friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so I want to be clear. This ended a friendship to some degree. Let's be honest. This person doesn't have friends. <laughs> Never had friends. Ended their relationship with the cardboard cutout of, like, Robert Pattinson from Twilight. She heard she heard co- co-workers talking in a different group away from her. <laughs> my friends. That, that she says they're friends about this movie and how much they enjoyed it. It's like all of you guys out there listening Assuming you're friends with us three, you're while you're listening to the podcast. Same thing, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, just, I, I, no. That's, sorry, these people are making me really mad. <laughs> yeah, really he didn't mean bad. that at all, and that is for real. You are our friends. <laughs> you are 100 our friends. Oh my gosh! But please, satire capitalized, please. This movie is nothing but a load of boring, contrived, cliched crap. No originality whatsoever. And don't get me started on the acting. This has to be the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Totally laughable and amateurish, to say the least. Let me say it one more time so no one else wastes their valuable time okay, on this pile okay. of putrid crap. I'm I wasn't listening. listening. Now, there, yeah, yeah. now you got me. Now I've got your attention, right? I wasn't right? listening. There we go. <laughs> I wasn't listening. What, are you, what did you say? The wasn't acting it? was laughable and amateurish. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's what oh. she said earlier, I guess. The st- I was reading it, and I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> The storyline was old and unoriginal. People, if you want to see a good movie, rent something else. Oh, uh, see, <laughs> I wish they would be like if you like comparing this movie to like one of their favorite movies. I that's wish people what, would do that. That's what we need. You yeah. know, like if you want to see a good movie, here, watch this. I want yeah. to see what that movie would be because that's <laughs> like what is your barometer? I just don't get it. Rent a fish called Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My big fat Greek way. My big fat Greek way. Mama Mia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. <Just>, Mom. <laughs> just nineties romantic comedies. <laughs> just rom coms. We're getting there. I love all Mr. Right, well, Mom. that's all I got there, guys. That's all I have for you. It is the holiday season, and I'll tell you what, uh, over Thanksgiving, I realized a powerful tool to make your holiday season better, mm-hmm. it's Cedar Ridge Whiskey. It always is. It is. Like, I mean, I know it's always been, but, like, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sat down with my dad and my brother, and we, like, poured ourselves a nice little neat glass of Cedar Ridge bourbon, and just, just like, the warm feeling enters inside of you, it warms you up, the burn hits, it loosens up your inhibitions, you can tell dad that you truly love him. Yeah. I love you, Dad. You can tell my brother the same thing. I, bro- I love you, brother. Thanks to this whiskey, I can speak well. They're going. 
with a glass of Cedar Ridge. So mm. that's what you need to be doing right now. You need to right. be doing that. Cedar Ridge has been there from the start with us. They are local. They are a distillery that makes unbelievably awesome whiskey products. Uh, the the wheat, the bourbon, the, the Slipknot collaboration. If you're in the Iowa or the Midwest, just grab a bottle. Whether it's for yourself to enjoy the season or to bring as a gift to somebody when you're going to their holiday party, grab yourself a bottle. If you're elsewhere, they will actually ship it to you. You just go to their website, cedarridgewhiskey.com. If you like whiskey or someone you know likes whiskey, just get it. Like yep. We're basically telling you it's fine. This, this is where is, you start and this is where you end with, with whiskey, I'm yeah. telling you. And the colder months are coming. They're here, basically. So there's only one thing that'll warm me up like that, and it's Cedar Ridge whiskey. It, one of my favorite times to consume Cedar Ridge whiskey is in a flask when I am like snowboarding yeah. or something. And you're yeah. riding the ski lift up. You're like, give me little nippers. Yep. <laughs> oh. Warm you straight up. Warms you straight up, man. You, Let's you see. do them 360 McTwists, you know? <laughs> I, I see you. <laughs> McFlip twist. Yeah, going walking, man. walking with my dog out in the woods and stuff, and I got a little Cedar Ridge with me. Yeah, you're, I you're driving around looking at Christmas lights, but you're not the one driving. Right. Take a little right. nip. Got, right. got to enjoy this responsibly this holiday season. Go to CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Get your shit. I mean, we're telling you, it's the best. You're going to enjoy it's it. Great stuff, man. It's the reason I would drink whiskey. .com. Hello, everyone. I'm David Gould. Whether you're driving to work, school, the gym, or to visit your grandma at the pre-funeral home, Mike, Sean, and AJ are so glad to be riding along. Now let's get back to the show. Well, my dudes, what do you say we get a beautiful woman to fall in love with us by speaking the exact same words to her over and over and over, and then immediately leaving town on a dangerous journey like a warthog-faced buffoon? (laughs) Absolutely inconceivable. Here we go. A grandfather arrives to read a book to his sick grandson. The tale is about Buttercup, a beautiful young woman living on a farm. She eventually realizes that she loves a farmhand named Wesley. He leaves to seek his fortune overseas so that they can marry. When his ship is attacked by the dread pirate Roberts, Wesley is presumed dead. Five years later, Buttercup is forcibly betrothed to Prince Humperdinck. Before the wedding, she is kidnapped by three outlaws, Vizzini, Fezzik, and Inigo Montoya, and taken on a boat. Can we get this out of the way, first of all? I saw someone trying to petition that this is a Christmas movie. At the very beginning, it is is clearly Christmas season. There's like a Santa Claus on little Fred Savage's wall that you can look out the window. There's snow and Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. This conversation ends here. This is not a Christmas movie. Okay, why? How, why? It's not. It's there's nothing Christmas about it. You can't say that there's. A, if it happens in the Christmas season, it doesn't yeah. mean it's Christmas. Yeah, it's like there's no talk of Christmas. There's no. never. It's never mentioned. No. Right. There's no talk of the holiday okay. season. Okay. Do you disagree? I mean, I I hate Christmas, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we aren't getting any rebuke re- from from Sean. No, he I'm just, fine with it. He's just whatever. No, I just wanted to hear you guys say it. Okay. Have you have you seen the meme? You know the the bathroom stall meme where yeah. there's one guy peeing and there's a bunch of empty stalls. Yeah. The guy says, "Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie." <laughs> Hey, did you hear me? I said Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. See, it's funny because it's not a traditional Christmas movie premise. I'm very quirky. <laughs> oh, wow. You're so interesting. You're so quirky. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. You All play right, guitar sorry. at parties too, don't you? It's like <laughs> Every year I bring this up. I'm guitar so here at parties. 
Um, all right, let's move along. Yeah. I, I love the whole story aspect about yeah. it. And you know that it's straight from Rob Reiner's head because his, his dad read him this book yep. all the time when he was probably sick and shit like that. So that's kind of like where this whole arc came from with with Fred Savage and Peter Falk. Um, did you guys notice like any certain details about his room or anything like that? Any certain things that stood out to you? I mean, there, there were some things like behind him that, that stood out, like the toys and stuff, uh, like the toy cars. He had a lot of bear stuff. Yeah. He had a lot definitely of like Chicago. Definitely Chicago. Yeah. Like, yeah, it definitely feels John Hughes-esque. <laughs> as, we've, as we've said before, I think in uh, Uncle Buck, they were drinking from Empire Strikes Back, uh, like glasses yeah. from like Burger King oh. or something like that. Fred Savage also has one, cool. I think, from Empire Strikes Back on his little mantle behind him. But another thing in, in his room is the hat that Rob Reiner is wearing in Spinal Tap is hanging on the no wall way. too. It was one of Mark Knopfler's stipulations on doing the actual score was he was he wanted to obviously get a paycheck and then he made Rob Reiner put that hat from cool, Spinal Tap cool. in the scene. Being a musician, that was an important yes. thing for him to be like, hey, can we just talk about Spinal Tap? All His the time? only two stipulations <laughs> was that. So so he did it for the exposure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, Fred Savage's, like, one of his first roles ever, because this is 87. Uh, Wonder Years came out in 88. 88, So, wow. like, this is an unknown kid. And you, man, he, remember when we talked about the Burbs, how the kid, like, uh, his son, Tom Hanks' son, got nominated for, like, like Kid Actor of the Year yeah. award, and he didn't do shit. <laughs> like, Fred Savage, I guess, got nominated for the same thing. And, like, you can tell, holy shit, this kid's a good actor. Right. He is. He's going to go on to big things. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I definitely like relate to him uh, a lot in this story, just because like when he does say, "He's like, oh, there's kissing going on. I don't want to hear this. Is this a girl story? You know that kind of shit." I'm I like, hate my grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna come over. He stinks. He's gonna pinch my cheek. And even like, that scene when he pinches yeah, the yeah, cheek, it's so good. <laughs> grandpa Columbo over here. Of uh, the the video game he's playing, uh-huh. uh huh, is called Hardball. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, I didn't recognize it whatsoever. No, no. Like, I was like, I I don't know this game at all. And when I, but I was like. I wanted to. I wanted to see if, like, maybe I could fake that I've I had seen it or something. But there's no way you could. See it. it was widely available on the Commodore 64 yeah. mm-hmm. computer like system. So like, and the controller he's playing on is super weird. Like, I didn't recognize it at all, and like, it just reminded me a lot of like Big when he's playing that, uh, that <laughs> wizard yeah. game, the Ice Wizard <laughs> yep. game. This is when video games were like becoming popular. Yeah. They're like like just slightly getting there. And you want to make it seem like kids got nothing better to do than play video games and lay in bed all day. And it's just, to me, it's, it's like they were really trying to play that up. And then now he's, Grandpa's going to come in with a book. Oh, knock no. that up. Oh, man. Not a book. Not a book, Grandpa Columbo. <laughs> Grandpa Columbo. <laughs> uh, so C- Carl always as well, like this was one of his first roles uh, he like like we had said earlier he was he was 25 mm-hmm. in this movie but he looks like he's like 16 yeah I mean, he doesn't have a single hair coming off of his face no yeah these two are unbelievably beautiful people uh, well I was gonna say I I don't know who's 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 hotter I don't know either <laughs> is it Robin Wright or is Carrie Owens yeah. who's hotter in this I don't I don't know I don't know either it's uh, but I do know like when like the when he says like as you wish for the first time or whatever and she looks back i'm like i know that like i know if she does look back it's it's fuck town (laughs) you know like whatever you like if you say something charming like smile in the right way you know and she does look back it's a it's a winner that's you did good but 
<laughs> but Carrie <laughs> Elway is, although beautiful, like he's very good looking, but he's also like creepy looking at the same time. Yeah. Where like <laughs> when he walks back, she's like, "Fetch my water bowl," and he never t- he never takes his eyes off of her and just yeah. reaches up <laughs> and grabs and goes. And even when he's like, "But it's true love." And he's just staring at her. I'm just like, this is, he could go into serial killer mode really quick here. (laughs) I mean, like, he's just that creepy. This could go bad real bad. This could go very bad. Why didn't you text me back last night? (laughs) Well, I I think we all. Thought we were true love. (laughs) Yeah, thought thought we were true love. So this is, so you're saying this is a scenario that we're kind of glad cell phones didn't exist. You got to, you, if you're, you know, if you're (laughs) Buttercup, you got to consider running at this point. This guy is very unhealthily obsessed with you. Yeah, that's a good point. He can't even, he's. He says the th- only three words. You know nothing about him. Yeah, <laughs> he never takes his eyes off of you. Yeah, just saying, man. He's too available, man. He's too available. As man. you wish, like anything you want. Anything like, you want, girl. You're too yeah, available, man. man. You got to play hard to get. Carrie. Got to, man. You got to play hard to get. Come on, bro. Grandpa is describing the kissing scene into Fred Savage or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, kissing scene. Why do we got it? Like, this is a kissing book. Like, why do you read me kissing books?" And he's like, "Well, if you don't want to read that, I have this other book for you. It's called The Canadian Mounted, <laughs> and we're gonna go through it." <laughs> Over and over and over and in and out and in and out as we please. So. Wait, did that happen? <laughs> you know how he's he's kind of describing, well, every time he says, as you wish, what he's actually saying is, I love you. Well, Rob Reiner actually clarified and said, every time he says, as you wish, he's actually saying, dad ass. Because <laughs> like, that's all he's in for. He's just like, what up, girl? Dad ass. Dad ass. He's, saying, he's saying whatever it takes. With three Zs on the end of that. <laughs> Because he's cool. <laughs> oh, my God. So we get to uh, Wesley leaves, which, again, I said earlier, I'm like, that's kind of a weird move, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, hey, I finally got the girl, and I love you, but now I'm going to go on a very dangerous journey on a ship yeah. to get obtain wealth in another land. I was a little confused at, at that choice right there from, yeah. Our, yeah. from our man. He's not going to, like, mine mm. gold. You know what I mean? It's not, like, going out west to f- strike his fortune. It's like, where was he going? Where are you doing? Where are you going, man? <laughs> like, all you need is love. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys can live in a stable. That's right. Everything's great. If you've got it, I mean, you know, Flaunt it, man. I mean, yeah. you keep it. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's you have you have the girl of your dreams there. I mean, you're gonna do everything for her, isn't and that all you need. You're just leaving. I don't. Yeah, where are you gonna like? Where was he going? Are you are you being a pirate? Yeah, I mean, was he the captain of the ship? Because it even says the dread pirate Roberts leaves no captain. So was like he also a captain of a ship i just went through extensive training to learn how to be the captain of a ship and like you know you can't just do that you can't just be yeah. a captain you need a specific license you gotta do a lot of online classes yeah carry always you know I'm just yeah. saying man certifications got to answer a lot it's basically like uh, like i would test the basic skills <laughs> it really is it's like iteds man you yeah. just like you have to go through and fill in the bubbles and yeah it's it's extensive did you know there really was a dread pirate roberts they're really in real life isn't that yeah. based off of like blackbeard ish kind uh, of so no it's based off of uh bartholomew roberts also known as black bart black bart black who bart. operated black bart. in the caribbean in the early 18th century is reckoned to be the most successful pirate of all time Oh god. You know, I read that fact and I'm like, I, I got like two, three words in it. And I'm like, Mike's gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't even need to read this. I'm gonna learn this I, from I, Mike I'm skipping this. You know, what? you know it's important I don't read this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, more get... substance if I act surprised. <laughs> oh <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> 
We get to uh, showing the threads here, huh, guys? Throwing the throwing the threads. That's why we get to Humperdinck, and I'm just like, this is a sex book. God damn, dude! Humperdinck. Come on. Dude. Sounds like an urban dictionary, Humperdinck. <laughs> yeah, what you, I gave her a Humperdinck. Gave her the old Humperdinck. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my God. Do you know? So who who played Humperdinck? Um, it's uh, Chris Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon. The voice of Jack Skellington. Yeah, man. Well, I was like, oh, excuse me, what? Yeah, and he's in Fright Night, I, I think. Yeah. He's, yeah, I, I love him in Fright Night. That's Susan Sarandon's brother. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I'm I pretty sure it might be. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> if let's, I let's, nailed that, then that's great. Let's, let's, I was let's actually check sure. it. Actually, we're going to leave that in there while Sean checks on this. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I did have to look up the the height difference of Wallace Sean and Andre the, the Giant. Oh, please. Yes. Because I think they play on it a little bit with camera angles, yeah. but it's pretty significant. So Wallace Sean was 5'2". Wow. Uh, Andre the Giant, 7'4". Jesus. So he's over two. He's over he's he's two over feet two taller feet than taller than. Oh now, granted, gosh. like there are certain angles again where they it looks yeah. more severe, but of course, what'd you find out, Sean? No relation. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What All were right. you guys talking about? Oh nothing. <laughs> it's fine. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Inconceivable. Okay. Cool. I I love these three. They're, like they're so awesome. They're so good. In Inigo Montoya, Manny Batinkin, uh as this role. It's maybe one of the most iconic and greatest screen presence roles of all time. Yeah. Like the, just the line when we get to it is just so iconic. And when you look at him nowadays or you see him in other things, like when he's a little bit older, it's just like, that was him. Yeah. It like, and I always thought like, he's gotta be Spanish. No, he's not. He's not. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. He's so good in this. He's he's wonderful in this. Honestly, I love all three of them. Yeah. I know we talked about Danny DeVito earlier and everything. Yeah. And would that be amazing? Uh, of course, <laughs> of right? Of course it would. But at the same time, I can't like it's really hard to not have Wallace Shawn in I know. this. I really do think so. And and he was nervous about it because he heard Danny DeVito was being vetted for it. He was nervous about the position, like, oh, like the role. He's like, "Oh, great! Now I'm going to bomb it, and like, I'm not going to live up to these expectations or whatever." And but he, like, I can't picture yeah, somebody else. Like he was perfect shot. in that movie. He was wonderful. When they're all standing there, like all three of them, they look like they're they're shooting like doing like band photos for, for like a for like a three piece like hardcore punk band or something. It's just like, like I'm just like I'm like Anigo Montoya has just got like that wide stance like yep. holding onto his belt. I'm like, no, he's in a punk band. He's, <laughs> that's all I could think of. Well, it, it kind of makes you wonder what um, Anigo Montoya and Fezic were doing. With Vizzini, yeah, um, it's it's never really spelled out, but like you're, we're assuming they're all like really bad men, but they're they're really not. Like they must have just gotten caught up with this guy yeah. somehow and needed. Maybe they just didn't have any money and they were just trying to do odd mercenary jobs because right. you're you're led to believe these are all three bad people, but that quickly peels away yeah. as, as they move into the next couple scenes. Yeah, it, and I love that too. I like that they get away from that very quickly. Yeah. Uh, for those two, because when they're doing their rhyming game, it's that, fun. I, I think that's like it's like the sweetest thing. I'm Andre the Giant, and I spit hot fire. I, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a rap name. It sounds great. <laughs> Andre three thousand. Andre the Giant. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Giant. 
Yeah, I do. I I love it. Like he says later on, he's like, I'm just going with Vizzini because I'm trying. I got to pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. So I, I love that about them. I like when uh, he. I think he puts her to sleep just by pinching her neck yep. or something like that. I'm like, I don't know if he pinches like a sleep nerve in her neck or more or less just like kind of puts her life on hold for like an <laughs> yeah. indeterminate amount of time with those kind of mitts. I yeah. mean, holy shit. Yeah. Like her his hand is bigger than her entire head. Yeah. And I assume it's just like yeah, you're you're dead for as long as I say you are. Well, there is a theory uh, that Fezzik actually has superpowers. Oh, okay. Uh, which would would go along with what you just said. So for instance instance when buttercup jumps in the water yeah and she swims out like fucking 20 something feet right yeah, she swims yeah. out she stops she turns around the eel starts coming around she never makes a move to get back to the boat and all of a sudden fezzik's arm oh. hits an eel and grabs her yeah so like did his arm super stretch exactly does he have superpowers it's I really yeah it, like that's that's one of those like continuity yeah that's what i was gonna say but we can like, sure run with this can't we why, why not <laughs> right like why not have fun that's with just that? continuity there. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i the the whole eel scene freaked me out yeah. as a kid though the sounds that they make is really freaky and the way the wallace sean is just like the, they get louder as they get hungrier and that means they're gonna eat flesh or something like that i'm like yeah. that's so good oh um, my god it's freaky though i read i read that in the like uh actual book like the original book and the, how that was written, it was there wasn't actually eels, but it was sharks. But Vizzini was, uh, he actually filled a cup with his own blood to and poured it into the water to attract the sharks to get her Jesus. to come back. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, God, that sounds intense. That's a little, that's a little that's drastic. That's a little much, right? I mean, how do you cut yourself and then fill a cup of blood and then and then and where do you get a cup on a boat? They had that. I, that okay, that's fine. Buttercup, please hold. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna cut myself. And- like that's where your brain goes first and foremost. Like I better cut my fucking arm off so I can draw on some sharks. I'm a hardcore villain. This yeah. is why he's in a hardcore punk band, I guess. Or uh, <laughs> just yeah, Fezzik could have just used his superpowers and exactly. reached out and grabbed her. I yeah, they didn't have to go through this whole thing. Much right, more right safe. above that cut that he made on his arm was a, a fucking a slight. Slayer tattoo, <laughs> yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> it's a Slayer tattoo. Sure it was. I gotta say, I I really do think uh, Vizzini is just he's just a terrible manager. Yes, <laughs> I, I th- he leads with fear. He uses tactical procedure, like Big words. He, yeah, he doesn't just, listen to his just, compatriots. He doesn't like. He's just he's just not like very friendly with them at all. I just think he's he's got bad poor management skills, man. Yeah, he's just leading these guys into nowhere. Just no management skills whatsoever. Well, and the, the the person you want to listen to the most is probably having the most experience of out, out of all three of them is saying that there's someone tailing us, and he's like, <laughs> "Shut up, yeah. that's inconceivable, <laughs> inconceivable." <laughs> See, there you go. He's not not listening. Yeah, yeah you're right. Right, absolutely. And then next morning, like there they are. There, well, there he is. There he is. Completely inconceivable. (laughs) (laughs) Are we two where they're uh, grappling up the? Nope, we're gonna do that now. Okay, cool. All right, so moving along, Prince Humperdick has sold to Humperdick. Humperdick. (laughs) See, that's the thing, man. Hump her dick. (laughs) His soldiers and a masked man clad in black pursue the outlaws. The man in black confronts the outlaws. He defeats Inigo in a duel and knocks him out, chokes Fezzik into unconsciousness, and tricks Vizzini into drinking poison, killing him. He takes Buttercup prisoner, and they flee. Buttercup shoves Roberts down a hill. While tumbling down, she realizes it's Wesley and goes after him. Mm. Yeah, man. I I I love this is where this is where it starts to be like 
oh, now it's a boy movie. Yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. <laughs> but it's it's happening for Fred Savage as well too, because right. like now he's like getting into the movie. Like yeah, previously he was like hey, Grandpa stops. He's like she doesn't get eaten. What? And kind of snaps him out of yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Were you scared? And he's like clenching his blankets a little <laughs> yeah, bit. He's like, he's like, well, you seem nervous. And it's just like, it's fun to see him like diving in and committing to the story. You yeah, know what I mean, like, go on if if you want. And then you whatever, un- Grandpa Columbo. And then it's like, I love how <laughs> I love how like over the top. I think I think that if they are actually a punk band then all these things are like names of their albums or songs the cliffs of insanity <laughs> like, like i think that's like i think that's is, a thing is cliffs of dover not a dire <laughs> yeah, straight song i was i was going more like anvil like anvil. like that sounds oh, like sure. an anvil record too. <laughs> cliffs, yeah. of insanity. cliffs of insanity <laughs> dude if andre, andre the giant was in any band he would be an anvil holy yes, shit <laughs> Lip, lips and andre <laughs> every time i see or like rewatching I hadn't rewatched this in a while, obviously. I mean, not obviously, whatever. Um, every <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> no. Okay. Every, every time I see the man in black, I'm like, wait, who is that? Like, I always forget that it's Carrie Elways. And I mean, obviously, until you see him up, like a close up shot of him. And it's just there. All of a sudden, it's a close up shot. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no like, his perspective of like what happened or anything like that, which I really like. There's no like yeah. cutting back to him. And like then, and like showing him catching up to them, it's just like, who is that over there? Right. And we don't know until you see a close up of him, which yeah. is really kind of clever and cool. I I think I, um, you're right. That is a really cool aspect of it. It's like there's there's no they don't give you anything on him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. I and I don't know like how that rope would hold all four of them, let alone Andre the Giant himself right like i think they'd be better off with like andre the giant just like literally chopping down the mountain with the ed- with the edge of his hand <laughs> like a right. Jimi hendrix song that makes sense. you know like I, I i can see that be more plausible <laughs> than that rope holding them that's a good point <laughs> although he might be magic is what we established there you go there you, he's yeah. magic absolutely i i love a good sword fight yeah i think it's such a cool art form and like they were really fucking good. Even just like Inigo when he when he's realizing he's getting ready and he kind of yes. shakes his arms off and then he does a cool couple quick moves. Yeah, that looks bad. Like I want to know how to do that. <laughs> I want to know how to do the moves he did there because it looks so fucking cool. And I guess they both trained the yeah, shit trained out hard because they were they were the ones that did that sword fight. Yeah. They trained with uh, people that also trained people that uh, uh, were on set for Star Wars, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Yeah, like a lot of like these guys were like real pros. <laughs> yeah, like real fencing champions and stuff like that. One of the one of the one of the fencing guys was trained by one of the last actors actual like duelists in like Europe oh, or whatever. Wow. Like actual duelists. Like he dueled with sabers. Real sabers. Wow. Then that guy was trained by one of those guys. It, uh so yeah, it's that's insane. Wow. And they trained so hard. Like every moment on set they that wasn't that they weren't like filming or doing something, well, it, they were trained. It paid off because I mean it it looks fucking cool. Immediately drew me in, but what's really cool about this scene is that you're um, you're already rooting for both characters immediately because and they're so point. charming. It, well, and and but it, but it they they had moments where both of them could have could have fucked over the other one. Like mm-hmm. first of all, Inigo didn't have to like help him come up, mm-hmm. and then he didn't have to like wait like hey take a second if you need it. Right. But then also he hands Inigo hands his sword over right over to, to Wesley. Which Wesley could have immediately been like, ha ha, yeah. you're dead. But both of them exhibit honor <laughs> yeah. and and like show that they're good men mm-hmm. to where now like 
you're rooting for both of them, and they're both such good-looking men. It's like, admir- you don't want yeah. them to die. It's admirable, but at the same time, it's so f- it's funny. Yeah, like they're, it is. they're they have so much honor that they'll like even a new enemy is just like I like I give you my word on my father's yeah. name I will not chop down this rope I will wait till you get up here it's you like, know? I hope you find your your father's killer yeah and yeah exactly <laughs> you, I, I you hope seem you a decent fellow I hate to kill you you seem a decent fellow I hate <laughs> to, to die. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love how they have like a, a, a whole conversation. And this is where we get the backstory with uh, Inigo Montoya and his father. Yeah. You know, this is where we learn about him. And like, that's why we like him so much because oh. of that. Um, I do. I do like, uh, he says, I, I, I'm fighting you with my left hand. I'm, I'm more dominant with my right. And then yeah. just like, that's too easy. That's yeah. a dick joke. I just, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm not, I can finish too quickly with my right. <laughs> I'm not even going to go in there. You think it's, you should, Sean's just wrapped up in dick jokes in this moment. <laughs> Humper dick and Humper dick and left-handed. No, uh, but their, their fight is really, really cool. And yeah. it's, it's, I, I could see people being like, it's boring. Cause it's like fencing and it goes on too long. Uh, and there's unneeded stunts. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. There's really beauty in the it's whole thing. It's them, though. They're, they're talking the whole time. They're talking about defenses and like and attack styles. And and those are actual things, by the way. Those are real, yeah. like, like oh, uh, Capofaro and this and that. Mm. And they're talking about that. And they're testing each other out. You can kind of see that, too. Rob Reiner thought... When he saw like the fight, he was like, "It needs to be longer." He's like, "It's, yeah. o- it's only a minute. This is only no, like a minute going. longer." He's like, "No, this needs to be longer." And so that's when they started adding in all that terrain and jumping around and doing the whole pole swing, uh, and that's awesome. why it became this epic sword fencing battle. Yeah, I loved it. And then he, of course, knocks him unconscious, doesn't kill him. You know, yeah. which is a very important move. It goes to show you that like don't burn bridges in life, mm. right? Because had he just killed him then he wouldn't have had the help that he needed later on in the movie. You yeah, know? very Don't. true. Uh, but then he goes and encounters uh, Fezzik, and like I, I watched this on the airplane, uh, <laughs> and sure enough, Andre the Giant asks why he's covering his face, and Wesley says, it's just the masks are terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. I went, <gasps> I face palms. So uh, oh, my hard. God. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. And I'm sitting on an airplane where everyone keeps walking by going, can you pull your mask back up? Yeah. Can you just pull that back? It was like a whoa moment. Rob Reiner knows something. He is. Rob Reiner fucking knows something and he's got the cure. He's got something. He he knows something. I, I mean, he's how old is he? You know, he might be a million years old. It, he could be. He's like the how, li- king of the lizard people. How have he's how he, how has he been living? How heavy? How heavy has he been? <laughs> Him and Matt Groening, man, from from the Simpsons. Yeah. They they are in on some shit. Illuminati sort of BS that is like above our heads. Yeah, they know what's going. It was on. crazy. Somebody look into it because we we are too busy. Well, <laughs> we are too busy. <laughs> and Fezzik even says in the very be- before that he says, "Be careful." people in mass are not to be trusted. I'm like, yeah, I think that's also true. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how Carrie always like, he's uh, like Mandy Batinkin in this movie. He's always got like this, especially when he's fighting or like talking with on- or, uh, Andre, the giant Fezzik. Um, he's always got this like shit eating grin, but he's like a charming shit eating grin, you know? <laughs> and like, he's, he's, he's as good with his words as he is like, as a warrior, pretty yeah. much, and it's really, really cool to see. And he does pull. I honestly can't really see anybody else in this role, and I, I get why Rob Reiner is like, no, this is the guy. You yeah. know, I would also say the same for Andre the Giant. Like he is so 
good in this movie. Every like even like close ups, I'm like, oh, he's gonna slip a line, you know? Nope. Just lands everything perfectly. He's so fucking charming. You love him so much. Um, he went through a lot of turmoil during this yeah. production. Mm-hmm. He um, just had back surgery from all his obviously I fighting mean, and yeah, entertaining and in WWF. World. So a lot of scenes uh, like where, where he was like been he's carrying people. Uh, it was done in a different way. Like I think carrying Carrie Elways, it was like they were tracking like a, a, a length of like wood so Carrie Elways could stand on it and shoot uh, Andre right, just right. walking, you know. Uh, and then when they had Robin Wright on his shoulders or something like that, they had suspending wires right. carrying her pretty much, just kind of lift, lifting off the weight of his shoulders. But he was in a lot of pain. But he um, didn't complain at all. Yeah, and he didn't complain, and he he also called everybody boss. <laughs> That's pretty cool. On set, because he he knew like he was so domineering and like overtowering everybody. He wanted to like make he wanted to like kind of break down that wall and like have people not like be intimidated by him you know and just play so he called people boss like give them an upper level on mm. him a little bit it's like total sweetheart such cool stuff like that i haven't seen the documentary on him yet i really want to watch it but it's good i can't imagine he's just like the most fucking cool person like john candy to us he's he was always like apparently the most just the sweetest i mean he is the embodiment of of gentle giant yeah you know what i mean uh the other funny thing is that I, he actually let out probably one of the longest farts in human history <laughs> right. on set and actually stopped production <laughs> and the cameras had to stop because and he just said to rob reiner sorry boss <laughs> wait are you making this up no i'm not what? i'm not i swear to god it is, it I just, can't imagine what a fart from out of the giant was, smells like. It was just very long, and it like had, it actually took time for it to like dissipate from the <laughs> set. <laughs> R.I.P. Andre the Giant. I hope you're, you're right. dreaming of large women. That's Absolutely. right. <laughs> just like you said in the movie. Rest well. Dream of large, large women. women. <laughs> kind of a weird comment, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so then he gets to uh, Vizzini. Where did the pink? Where did the picnic come from? He had, he had just had it. <laughs> I don't think he did. He just all of a sudden he didn't have a bag. He didn't, he didn't have anything. Have a, he had nothing. God. And all of a sudden he's like, "Look at my picnic." Yeah, he's just like, "Oh, I've got, I've got a, a nice little vagabond lunch here." You know, he's us. not a good leader or anything like that. He doesn't really like have any other attributes, but he's a good whittler. Yeah, yeah. he whittles a table like none other. <laughs> I can tell you that. What's it, what's the end game there? Like he doesn't know if this man in black is like a bow and arrow. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you just be like, aha, stay where you are. He's like, like that's it, game over. I like I like one of his lines is like, you're trying to kidnap what I've rightfully stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that. He's he's great, and that that's probably his best scene. Then because I mean that's yeah. a lot of dialogue there that he very casually spits out that yeah. whole like working through his head of of why this is that and why you tricked me but you're a smart man and yeah, yeah it was so cool oh my he just gosh. outwits himself yeah he did he does it's so funny to just like walk like watch him walk through all of his lines like on top of each other and it's like he's he's you're, you're like purposely like not knowing what's going on but you're like I can kind of see like the flaws of the puzzle. Like there's there's like a whole thing going on between them that you're not really supposed to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? But obviously it, it bests himself pretty much with yeah. the whole switching of the cups and everything. I, I audibly lulled. I lo- I lulled out loud when he when he died from the poison. <laughs> yeah. When well, he goes, ah 
I think it, <laughs> and he falls over. I think it's one of the greatest death scenes in it's cinema. So it's great. <laughs> I think it's phenomenal. And yet it'll get flagged on TikTok. And I, I, and I can't put it on TikTok, so we won't even try. Never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Freaking out. The, Dead and you love smile it. on his face. Dead, <laughs> like legit dead. Yeah, he's like the one body count in this movie. Yeah, right. I guess until later. But. Well, and then so I mean that goes to show you again. It's this morality of the story that the two really good guys like are spared, but the mm. but the truly bad evil guy is killed. You True. know, like because he could have just killed them all. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know that, or I guess he eventually knew this through conversation that these two, you know, uh, Indigo and. And Fezzik were just like, eh, you right. know, like they're, they're not bad people. Right. But he knew through talking to Vizzini that like, this guy's going to be trouble. Yeah. Got to kill him. Well, we've reached an impasse. He's already got a blade at the yep. neck of this of, of his true love. I mean, he's really the only one actually threatening her, true. technically. Um, the other guys didn't necessarily pose a terrible That's threat. That's true. Um, and they, yeah, he kind of gave them the pass, I guess. Yeah. There's so many quotable things in this movie. Wesley and Buttercup are hanging out and Wesley's just acting like a dick. She still thinks he's a pirate. Mm-hmm. And he says, life is pain. Anyone who says differently is selling something. Selling something. <laughs> I was yeah. like, dude, that's a fucking cool line. It's great. I really like that. I mean, cause shit, man. I mean, like anybody who's trying to tell you that life's perfect, ain't fucking oh, yeah. being truthful, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, life's perfect. And 20% off. My balls are perfect. <laughs> I, I think I literally watched this movie and the whole time I'm thinking that's definitely the best line of this movie. I think so, right? And then about and then about 15 minutes later though, you're like, oh, that's definitely the best line of this movie. <laughs> oh, there's some more coming. Inconceivable. Never go, never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. I do not Life is I do not pain. think you think that that means what it yeah. what it means. Like, yeah, it actually you keep saying no. that word. <laughs> It, it does mean that. I don't think it means what you think that it means. It does, though. Like, you, you realize, like, it does mean, like, he's very confused by what's going on, and it can't be possible. Like, that's what inconceivable means. <laughs> so, I don't know, Inigo. <laughs> Overusage, I guess, is all there really Anybody want the peanut? <laughs> Great fucking line. It's just hilarious stuff constantly. I'm so sick of your rhyming. <laughs> there, there's still, there's just so many, like, physical comedy laugh out loud stuff like mm-hmm. when he when he falls over dead but also her rolling down the hill like throwing herself down the hill yeah. was hilarious to me because <laughs> she didn't have to and she just goes Welp, oh. the, <laughs> po- <laughs> the post audio of that too that you just you just hear like the, 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 oh, oh, yeah oh, yeah oh, oh. As you <laughs> and if you like look closely like i didn't know he had a like a black mustache <laughs> like I guess the stuntman had just like a really it big torn mustache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Early roll. <laughs> All right, so moving along, they enter the dangerous fire swamp, and Wesley explains what happened to him. Humper Dink captures the pair after they emerge. Buttercup agrees to return with Humperdink after he promises to release Wesley. He then secretly orders Count Rugen to take Wesley to his torture chamber, the Pit of Despair. Humperdink plans to get popular support in Florin by murdering Buttercup on their wedding night and blaming Gilder. Fire Swamp's kind of a crazy, scary place, huh? I'm like, why is it called the Fire Swamp? Oh, shit! (laughs) The Fire Swamp won't ever survive that. Oh, nonsense. You're only saying that because no one ever has. (laughs) 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 Yeah, all the lines he has in this are so good. And and, uh, when... um, 
uh, on set actually, uh, uh, William Goldman was on set for this scene when they shot it, and he didn't realize that the f- the f- that her dress was supposed to be caught on fire. Oh. And when it did, he's like, "Her dress is on fire!" Dress. He ruined a take. He ruined oh, like no. a great shot. Yeah, he ruined oh, a really God. good take. And he's like, he didn't. He didn't, I guess he just didn't know. Oh no. <laughs> this, this whole scene's kind of weird though because uh, Buttercup is like starting to give him the look like who is this guy? Yeah. Cuz she she like she apparently doesn't, doesn't really know him that well and then it's been 5 years and now all of a sudden he's this cool fucking pirate. And they're guy. technically married, right? They had I, I I don't know. I don't think and so. They had like a private marriage or something no, like that. No, no, cuz it said he was going away to get money so that they could get Got married. you. Okay. So but she it's it's strange she starts giving him the look like I don't think I like this guy. Wow. It's kind of this uh this you're a different person for yeah. sure. <laughs> I don't like you, but then yeah. you're going to save my life and I like you. Right. I like that there's they're talking about the scares of the fire swamp yeah. and it's the the uh, fire bursts. Yep. There's a popping sound for that and it's like the lightning stand. It's like, well, you found that out. So and it's like, <laughs> well, and then I love how there's it's like an abbreviation. Yes. R U R O U S S and it's like Oh, rodents of unusual size? It's like, nah, those don't exist. <laughs> no! <laughs> that is so fucking As funny. soon as they entered and it was just like him talking about yeah. like whatever and like what's in this forest, I'm like, it's there's a scene that's going to happen like that somewhere in this scene. Yeah. And I'm so glad, like, it gave me anxiety because I'm like, I want a punchline. Like, I don't know why, like, the lightning sand, like, everything's being set up so perfectly, and then, like, because they encounter the rats a little earlier or whatever, so he knows about them. Um, but it's it's so brilliantly set up to that punchline. Like it, there's all there's always like a fake out. There's like three fake outs within this one scene. I'm so it's yeah. like brilliant. I don't know how they did it, dude. Well, that turns serious so quickly. It's a funny joke, yeah, and yeah. then you're like, oh, he's like splinter's really mauled. gonna fucking kill this guy. <laughs> 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 this is I thought that was splinter for a second. <laughs> oh man, Jim Hansen had adult uh, hand in this. That's great. <laughs> you know, so I I was I don't know why. I I was going back through some some of our old episodes, and I listened to a portion of the Karate Kid episode that we did. Yeah. So this was fresh in my mind when I was watching this movie. But when he's holding back the rat, and like the rat's tongue's going fucking crazy. Yeah. I was reminded of Sean's comment of that was basically Ralph Macchio's tongue inside of Elizabeth Shue's mouth. <laughs> some reason that's all i could picture was like that tongue just going it's like great at martial arts horrible at kissing what apparently elizabeth's poor elizabeth she had to endure for that take just cleaning her teeth for her (laughs) yeah that was just really funny but then they but then so then they get out but then it's kind of weird there's some weird dynamics between buttercup and wesley because uh buttercup's really not liking wesley but then she does again because he saves her life. Yeah. But then they get out and Buttercup like basically gives him up, uh, naively assuming that uh, that yes he's gonna let him go. Yeah. And Wesley's face is like, "You stupid bitch! <laughs> he's not gonna he's not gonna fucking let me go." Yeah. He knew it right away. He knew. He and he even says it to Rugen later on. He's like, "We're men of action. We know what's going on here." But he's like. <laughs> He's, <laughs> you see his face. He's like intense too, and I love how intense Carrie was is in this. He's just death first, and then he's just like, "If you promise not to hurt him, will you let him go?" It's like, "I'll come with you," and and he's, he's what's that? It's like, oh, "Will you let him? Will you let him live?" He's like, 
What the fuck did you just say? Uh, hold on. What the fuck did you just <laughs> say? I'm doing the negotiation. He's like, he's like, would you just? It's like, it's like, if they went to go and like buy a car together, he'd be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'd be like, oh my god, stop it! You're I got this. If, okay? you throw, if you throw in an air freshener, yeah, okay, we'll, well, we'll buy yeah. it. <laughs> then we'll give Shut it. Up. We'll give you this Aston Martin for six thousand dollars. Like, how about ten thousand? Ten thousand. It's like, what do you, you doing? know how this works? Do you know how this works? Oh. <laughs> it's like, I think I think they, they got a long life ahead of them if they're being true loves. If that's the way they're going to negotiate, work, they got to work some shit out here yeah. at this point. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So what's what's Humperdinck's plan really? Can someone explain that to me? Like his, he wants to pretend like he's going to kill. No, he wants to kill Buttercup and like, start a war with Gilder. Gilder, yeah, because yeah, because he wants to say he wants to kill her and then and then have rival country Gilder like take the blame for it, right? Okay. So then that so will drum up support from his home country to go invade the the foreign country. So just warmongering. That's basically Correct. what he's doing. So good old USA, <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. So anyway, the albinos. The albinos. Is funny, right? Good time, right? Okay. I, I thought I I was like two instances away from him asking or telling him that he likes Bailey's and he's old Greg. <laughs> you ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? It looked, I mean, it was like the, the thing on his like little lip here. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? I don't like that at all. No. I laughed at that dude though. <laughs> like gross. his, his, he was so gross that it was funny to me. Like, yeah. just like, eh, whatever. The pit of despair. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> oh, don't even think about it in this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you notice how his voice changes quite a bit. Yeah. And there there was a theory that I was reading that basically that's just uh, Grandpa Columbo, like, just doing the voices. Oh, yeah. And then he's, like, trying to get his voices right when he's doing these characters. Oh, that's cool. Dude, I love kind of that. A cool, kind of a cool thought, right? I love that idea. he sounds like Smeagol for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can't do it the whole time. He just kind of Hold loses on. it. Yeah, we got to loosen up this a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I'm a smoker. I need well, to take it easy. And that actually makes great sense because, like, during, like, the boat scene, he like he's, like, reading the lines and the... He, he's actually reading and Vizzini is mouthing it, but it's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, we got past the eels, and then Buttercup's just floating in the water, yeah. like, waiting for the cue to like do something. That's actually a great Cause, point. Well, because it didn't it's have his, to be; they could have just done the movie. Yeah. They didn't yeah. have to do the reading aspect of yeah, it. Totally. But, but I, I really love that they did because at first I'm going, oh, what the fuck? Like, why do we even got to do this? And, yeah. But then the more you think about it, is it is him telling the story, which makes. Maybe makes things more outlandish at times if he's trying yeah. to draw in the the grandson a little bit too. The movie is obviously going to be is supposed to be campy. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So it it helps add to that to make the movie aware of itself or the story aware of itself right. in a way. Yeah, that it's like yeah we're playing on this and. And it's okay. It's okay. We're having fun with this movie. The story is being told by Grandpa to a kid, and he's trying to, like, church it up. So it's a great point with the voices. It makes the comedy even more, like, plausible and believable to me just because, like, it's if it's someone – if it's, like, an outside person telling you this, like, they're going to drum it up like you're saying. They're going to drum it up a little bit make it a little bit more entertaining, I guess. Like, maybe this – maybe, like, the original book that he's reading, not, like – William Goldman's actual book, but like maybe the original book is like kind of bland, but like the way that he's telling it is a little bit more funny. Like it's, this is the grandpa's perspective, you know, him telling Fred Savage, uh, this story. Um, and then like this, this whole thing went through development hell. 
before before it even got made was like mm-hmm. it tried to get made several several times before this and just couldn't get off the ground. It was like and it was deemed like unfilmable. Oh, and I think like just injecting this simple like how about a grandpa's telling his grandson this story kind of thing made it happen. Somehow honestly. that worked out to make it yeah. okay. Yeah. That's 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 super interesting how that was just like the catalyst to get it get it made and get mm-hmm. it get it pushed through. What if Grandpa Columbo actually <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just, keep calling Grandpa. No, no. What if what if Grandpa Columbo is the most recent Dread Pirate Roberts? Ah, and so. that he's planning to pass the title and book uh, down to grandson in the future. Well, shit. I I I always thought as a kid that he was oh, in shit. some way, shape, or form the Dread Pirate Roberts. There you go. I always thought I was like, so is he telling his grandson? I didn't. Obviously, I didn't connect the difference of about 800 years of time. <laughs> but, you, you know, I, I as a kid, but I was like, oh, I wonder if he's trying to, he's telling the story of himself. Yeah. I'm know? not saying that all cool grandpas are pirates, but, like, he does have a mustache. <laughs> yep. He does have the voice for it. And yeah. you know he smells like cigarettes. Got yep. to. And brandy. <laughs> and brandy. He definitely smells like rum. Pirates love yes. rum. So, oh. yeah, he's definitely a little little bit, you know, he had to, he had to get, Get ready for that interaction with Likes his Likes to scare youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So he's R.L. Stein. <laughs> I'm R.L. Stein. <laughs> Hi, I'm R.L. Stein. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, let's move this scene along. So Buttercup shortly realizes that her love for Wesley is so strong that she can't bring herself to marry Humperdink. She asks to be released. Humperdink lies and agrees. Meanwhile, Inigo and Fezzik are reunited. Inigo realizes he needs Wesley's help to storm the castle. Buttercup accuses Humperdink of failing to search for Wesley, enraged Humperdinck, imprisons Buttercup, and tortures Wesley to death. Drunk, drunk Spaniard's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking <laughs> awesome. Like, he just doesn't give a shit anymore. We've all been there. Like, you, one of the main goals of your entire life that you've dedicated everything to has just fallen apart. Yeah, he's, he's been bested. He's been bested. He's been defeated yeah. Essentially, you know, and so he just goes into a deep spiral where it's like, if you want to fight me, fucking let's fight. I'm, I don't work, I'm working for people like Vizzini from now on. Like, uh, this is just my life. Yeah, this is my fucking life. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's how Vizzini found him. He says, drunk yeah. and bumbling and yeah. just uh, no direction and whatnot. He needs some direction in his life, and uh, I guess you know he doesn't mind where it comes from as long as he's got something. Yeah. But no, he is. I guess enough direction was just hanging out in the woods and the thieves' woods and drinking. I along like that. comes along comes Fezzik. Thank God. I, I love how excited he is. It seems like <laughs> I thought you were dead. Kind of yeah. pretty much, you know. Their like camaraderie was kind of unspoken a little bit earlier, but now it's like kind of been like reaffirmed in this scene for me. You know, like oh, they they were the uh, you know. Uh, honorable ones in in that trio obviously i know we kind of glossed over the uh the whole death scene of of wesley uh, a little bit but i have to say if i had suction cups attached to my ears my nipples and my love handles i'd fucking die too is this a tickle machine i wonder if it's a tickle it's machine. kind of frightening with the it, machine is. like it's just it's just he throws it up to 50 and i think it's just like it, it tickles the the life out of you like that's that's all i can fucking imagine well, this this machine goes to 11 it's like 
That would have been. Dude, that would have actually been a reference. really good reference. <laughs> yes, that it's been from great. one to ten, but they just went a little bit higher. Yeah, I, I just I kept thinking about that. It's like there's little suction cups, is essentially what it is, and and I just I couldn't help but think like, what is it that does this? And I think it's either a tickle machine or some sort of lactation device. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but if if you, I mean, you kill my nipples like that, I'd want to die too. <laughs> so well, it's weird because like Humperdinck is talking to who? Who's the uh, six finger man? Uh, it's uh, Tyrone. He's what he calls him. <laughs> no, it's uh, it is. It's Tyrone Rugen. Rugen? Count Rugen. Count His Rugen. name's Tyrone. His name's Tyrone. Yeah, like, I believe I heard Christopher it. Guest. By the <laughs> yeah, way, I fucking love that shit. Uh, I. I like I see them talking with each other and he's like I am I'm, I'm taking uh what's his name down to the pit of despair. <laughs> yeah. He's like I like I got I got a nation to overthrow, I got a wife to kill. I, I just don't have time to hang out right now. I was like I'm swamped. They seem <laughs> they actually seem like they have a little bit of history. Yeah. I got I got to be honest like he's you know maybe that uh, pit of despair suction machine machine isn't the only thing that uh, Humpernick is sucking. A little bit. Jesus. Um, it, that's what I. That's my vibe. They had to test the Rugen. Had to test the. He had to test the machine, machine and they had to. You know, they had. To, <laughs> they probably like. They're like, all right, we're only going to take half a year off of each other, and then like <laughs> things start to feel okay. But they're like, well, where do we need to put these things? You know, so we can suck out the right amount of life. That's right. So before you, you know, put the machine suction on, let's try it. Let's, let's try it on each other. Let's try. Like what's it? Like okay. Well, if I suck Does here, oh <laughs> Dude, I, I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been very confused with these with these worlds going on. Now, if I, dude, if I suck here, then like, how's that? Like, how much life do you think I'm taking? What about here? What about here? <laughs> you use that sixth finger. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's Get crazy how much an extra here. finger helps. Oh my god! Lens, lens. Never mind. No, he's lens not being experience. honest with Rugen though. He's like, not. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna go as far as how far you just went, but you know, he even like holds back Rugen real quick yeah. when uh, Buttercup just like zombie walks around the place. He's right. like, oh, she's very distraught at my father's illness. <laughs> You're right, right. And Rugen's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I swear, she loves me. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, whatever, weirdo. <laughs> Can I go kill that Wesley guy or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do love it. It's like, you know I love watching you work, but unfortunately, <laughs> I just I just can't do it. I, I, I do love that, that little... Uh, back and forth, and he's just like, mm, okay. And I love how Christopher Guest, while he is doing the torturing, is literally just like, he's like, remember, this is for posterity, so please try to be honest. Like, I'm trying to figure this out. You know, this is, this is for, for the future. We're trying to, it's for the research kids. here. Okay. You know? so. like, please tell me how that felt. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. All right. So, but yeah, I think. Uh, I'd love. Okay, are we at to Miracle Max? We're yet? not. I mean, like We're scene not. four. Let's be honest. Not much is happening, but scene five yeah. has the meat of this movie. Okay. Should we move on to it? Yeah. All right. This is where we're going to spend some time. So Indigo and Fezzik find Wesley's body and bring him to Miracle Max. Max revives Wesley, though he is severely weakened. As Wesley, Inigo, and Fezzik storm the castle, Humperdinck tur- hurries his marriage ceremony. Inigo finds and kills Rugen in a duel. Wesley locates Buttercup and intimidates the prince into surrender. Fezzik, Wesley, Buttercup, and Inigo escape. Back in his bedroom, the boy eagerly asks his grandpa to read the story again to him the next day, to which the grandpa replies, 
As you wish, future Dread Pirate. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had no fucking clue that was Billy Crystal. I didn't either. Not Wait, I, I, did, I didn't know it was Billy Crystal, like, watching it again. Yes. Like, just from his voice. But I didn't know that was Carol Kane. Dude. I was like, what? I know, like, it, that's got to be somebody else prominent. And I, I looked it up while watching because it was like on Amazon Prime, it does like the trivia yep. for you if yep. you pause it and shit. It didn't show her name at all. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Is that Carol Kane? Carol Kane from When a Stranger Calls, dude. She's from so many things. She was in Taxi at the yeah. time. Mm. Uh, she was a pretty big name, and she's unbelievable as like the the kind of strange lady. Uh, she's so good at that role. She's got such the, the, these big like yes. bug eyes and they're just so wild to to look at. She's such a good and her voice is just so, I mean when she's talking regularly and not as a witch. Yeah. But he goes, get back witch no, I'm not a witch, I'm, I'm your not, wife. I'm wife. <laughs> oh yes, sorry. Get uh, back witch. You've never had it so good. <laughs> this whole scene like is mind blowing to me. It's and so and how funny. Like there's some stuff like uh they, they claim, Mandy claimed the only injury he sustained during the entire filming yeah. was a bruised rib due to stifling his laughter in the scenes with Billy Crystal. Dude, I don't know how this movie survived getting out of this scene. Yeah. Cuz they can they they threatened to steal the entire movie. And I don't know if they do or not. That's up to your interpretation because, like, it is this is where the movie is. Like, I don't know what they're doing. But oh R- Reiner said he left the set during Billy Crystal scenes because he would <laughs> laugh so hard he would feel nauseated. Oh my god! Like that's like that's like releasing just a wild boar like into a room, just yeah. being like, okay, Billy Crystal, here's your role. You're now in costume, and you just like release him into the room and Bowl turn the China. cameras on. Full in a china shot, man. Just. And you gotta believe, like he saw himself in the makeup. He's like, okay. <laughs> he threw oh, out yeah. his script. He's like, I just, I got this shit. No, I got this shit. It's medieval times, Princess Bride. Like it's what we're talking about. I, it's fine. It's only no, one I'm thing fine. better than true love is like what's that? It's like a m- MLT. <laughs> MLT. <laughs> mutton, the lettuce, tomatoes, sandwich. The muttons are nice and lean, and the right tomatoes are nice and perky. <laughs> Like it's fucking just all the scenes he like he does the he drops his arm down. I've seen worse. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? And they get into that idea of like mostly dead and yeah. really dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Uh, like mostly dead and all dead. And said uh, all dead's like mostly dead. You know it's okay, but all dead. What do you do when they're all dead? You go through their clothes for loose change. Loose change. <laughs> Which is actually terrifyingly frightened. Like I think one of my is this one of your biggest fears of like getting buried alive. Yeah. Of like not being dead. Oh, yeah. But them like putting you in a casket. Correct. So who's, this who's is greatest fear is that not. Uh, well, I think point. it's all of ours, right? <laughs> oh, but it, it's it fucking it messes me up because I heard the story a long time ago that they used to be, they, that happened to people like during like some sort of a plague time. And they would they would actually bury them with their hands tied to a bell, a bell that ran yeah, yeah. up to the top in case it rang. <laughs> and they were, they were buried so deep anyways. If it rang, you weren't going to get to them in time. That was a fucking fact this in history. This movie is this proving is terrifying. It. Like mostly dead. Mostly dead. You're not all the way dead. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that. I De- hate that. It's like it's like being declared, you know, uh, guilty of a crime they didn't commit. It's like being declared dead when you're not dead is just like <laughs> what's worse? Yeah. I don't know. Ugh, Someone God. else is dictating your future. Yeah. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> not a fan. Like that's gross. That's icky. <laughs> that's that's uh, you. 
<laughs> I, I also laughed really hard at uh, Billy Crystal and Carol Kane, like waving goodbye, like good luck storming the castle. But they're sp- talking shit under their breath. Like that's how I picture my parents when I'm leaving the house, when they're like yeah. on the porch waving yeah. goodbye. They're like, he should have never bought that new truck. I know. Just wave and say bye. <laughs> it's fine. Uh-huh. You'll never realize your dreams. Goodbye, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck on your podcast practice. <laughs> okay. Oh, gee. Your podcast. Good luck at podcast practice. <laughs> I, la- I laughed so hard at that scene, oh, man. Man. Yeah. It's like, you think it will, you think it'll, his name's Miracle Max. And he says, you think it'll work? It's like, it'll take a miracle. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> I love when they're carrying around uh, Carrie always. And th- that whole like ant- like them like propping him up to see like over the face. It's yeah. just like a, like a little tiny snippet of his face, just like looking over to like to the corner. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then just like kind of carting him around on Andre the Giant's back yeah. and like lifting his arm up or whatever. The the whole that whole thing made me fucking. Like, yeah. I'm like I love this movie. <laughs> and the care. positivity that comes from Andre the Giant is like you just wiggled your thumb. Doesn't that make you happy? <laughs> 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 They're like listing listing the ass. It's like impossible. There's no way we could do this. Maybe if I had months to plan. It's like if only I had a wheelbarrow. It's like, oh, we have the wheelbarrow. It's like, why didn't you list that in our assets? <laughs> I wish I had a Holocaust cloak. It's just like whoop. It's like, well, we got a plan now. I guess I, we're doing this. I, it's again, it's like this campiness. It's like this this stuff that can only be funny. Like if this happened in like an episode of MASH or something, you would be really pissed because you're like, that's too easy. Or or you know, but this is funny because of the characters that are doing yep. it. The, and the actors playing the those actor, parts. Yeah, the actors playing the parts and like it's just coming together because it's a it's a grandpa telling a story to a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. So um, Inigo Montoya finally gets his revenge against um, the six-fingered man, and we get the famous line that's incredible. Uh, a fact that I learned from TikTok, actually. Are we playing this right now? We don't. I don't have the. I don't have the the thing to be able to play for you. But uh, it's on TikTok. It's Alaska underscore Web with okay. two Bs. Just. Go click on it. I think it's her pinned video. It's got to be. It's it's one of the most touching things. Um, as you'll find out in that video, uh, and uh, Manny Batinkin was actually kind of like um, having the six finger man be an embodiment of the cancer that killed his father. Do I should I ruin that? Do I want to ruin that? Don't, don't ruin the, ruin. The, well, I th- I think that's a known fact. The, okay. It's a known fact that Mandy Patinkin was looking forward to this scene, both yes and no, because he knew that this was going to be a crazy scene, and he viewed, like you said, he viewed the six fingered man as the cancer that killed his father, and that's like the emotion that he drummed up. Yeah. To to shoot to like to, to finish scene. that scene and yeah. do it so unbelievably passionate. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a great scene, but then you hear the backstory on it. Yeah. You'll just have to watch this video from Alaska underscore web on TikTok because it's, she's like asking the real Mandy about right. this and telling her story. And it's just, uh, well, like what a fucking, that's what the internet's for in my yeah. world yeah. is yes. those things. And I don't think once you see it, 
I think the reason it's so important that you go and watch that and you watch Mandy Patinkin tell this yeah. and and speak about this, you'll never watch this the same way. Not at all. You'll no. never see this movie the same way. I got so choked up yep. yes. and goosebumps while I was watching this this part of this movie that I and I was just like I felt just like this like rush of just like <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's it's really emotional. And I don't know like before that that context of that video and like we're we're putting this in here because it's like the, I found this fact out from this video. So yeah, this yeah, this yeah. is our Correct. citing Correct. our citing our resources. It's just like this is like go watch that thing. It hit harder obviously, but I didn't I don't know if it's supposed cuz like the rest of the movie is like a a tone of kind of comedy-ish, fantasy-ish, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And I and before I saw this video, I'm not sure if that's the way this scene is. And so when I watch this scene, I'm, I, it's it's the most emotional scene in the movie mm. for me. Um, and I, I know I know like the, the the face that he's or you know the motions that he's portraying uh, as Inigo Montoya uh, trying to defeat this man are real on his face, but it it just makes it that much that much more impactful knowing the the backstory. Like Mike said, it's 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 really really it's my favorite scene in the movie because of that now. And why this movie is perfect, yeah, pretty much, absolutely. And before you, before you even get to that, that scene where he does get to have that competition, he's like, "My name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah, you killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah." And then fucking Christopher Guest just goes. Boom. He just takes off running. <laughs> he just jets and I, I because just, he realizes he goes, oh fuck. Well, he Shit, just watched dude. him take out five of his personal guards. <laughs> he's just like, all right, I've got you. Bye. <laughs> he's like, what the hell is he gonna do? There's no way he could beat him in a fair fight. No, there is no possible way. I, I just, I do, I love that. It's just it, a very funny thing. He just jets. <laughs> and Nigo's been waiting his whole life for yeah. this. He's just and, like, he's just kind of like, hey, get back here. What, what, we're what, supposed what to do, do this. Hey. He's, when this he's, is not how I pictured it. When he's <laughs> yeah. screaming for Fezzik to open the door, he's like, Fezzik, I need you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fezzik, he's getting away. I'm helping out. <laughs> I'm helping out. <laughs> Before that, uh, you, you get the, the priest it was Peter Cook. His, <laughs> yeah, his his actual cast name is the Impressive Clergyman. Probably another uh, one of the most one of the funniest lines of this movie. It's, oh, this is the newest funny, movie. <laughs> the funniest yeah. line. Go ahead, say the line. Marriage, <laughs> marriage is what brings us all together. <laughs> I I thought that all of a sudden I, I stumbled into like a Monty five, Python movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure he has like five speech impediments all at the same time. Which we're not knocking that, but no, it's, no. it's really funny. I like I swear to God, I was like, is this is this Monty Python? Yeah. Like I, I just for one second I go, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? This is this is some sort of cross between like Monty Python and Mel um, a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> yes. Like, something along <laughs> yes. those lines that you're just like, This is too much. You Dude, come this, on. This almost reaches Mel Brooks territory. It it's, do- I it's, thought I this thought part um, definitely does. Max uh Miracle Max yes. was Mel Brooks. For yeah, I did a second. Too. Yes. Oh sure. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, imagine uh, on your wedding night, your in-laws walking you to the room where you're going to finally have sex. <laughs> I, that's all I and, want, man. And, <laughs> and kissing the dad. So, yeah. Yeah. all right, kiss goodbye. I'm and then going, I'm gonna I'm go going get, to kill myself when I get in the room. He's like, she kissed me. <laughs> well, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? <laughs> Last question I have for you. Inigo dies, right? 
Oh, I don't think so. No, no Cause, way. Because if you're trying to be somewhat rational about this, he, his adrenaline's going like crazy, right? He got stabbed pretty pretty bad in the stomach, and we're assuming he's bleeding out. So you think he bleeds out on the horse? <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. They get not to their saying. Death. I'm just saying, like, okay, like he's going to need medical attention, right? Mm. I think I think uh, Fezic knows a thing or two. Okay. And then Miracle Max is just like right. Oh, around the they're corner. gonna go to Miracle Max. There you go. Like something okay, like good. that. Like I, I can't. I don't want that. Don't no, I, I'm glad you said that because I don't want that either. Yeah, it, it's it's he's too he's too uh, too strong, and it's 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 a flesh wound. You know, his arms his arms are okay, and that gut wound. It's 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 a movie wound. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a it's a recovery movie wound. Yeah, that's people people who get shot there or stabbed All there. The time. They always survive. It's painful, but you don't die. Yeah, you know. But that but that was a cool moment because his entire life has led up to this moment. He's done what he needed to do. It would be pretty poetic for sure. For him to pass. But like, they're like, well, you could be the new dread pirate Roberts. He's like, Oh, and probably could. Yeah. I like how Fezzik also found four white horses, right? <laughs> like he's like, I found four white horses and there was four of us. So I figured we'd, we'd take them. And he's like, well, you did randomly find the one window that they were all standing at, at the same time as well. <laughs> so that's kind of convenient for you. Fezzik. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just where the stable was. Maybe he just, maybe he literally found them and like, it was just the timing of it that he's like, they're like, look out the way. It's like, Oh, Fezzik. And he's like, Oh yes. 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 I was here. Look at that. Look at this shit. <laughs> look what I got. Kind of ironic, right? It is kinda, let's get out of here. So what happened in that time frame though? Because Fezzik was like looking around for Wesley yeah. and he's like, oh, well, he's not here. He's like, well, <laughs> Uh, Nico's I'm gonna not need here. all four of these horses to support my <laughs> well, weight. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, and he's just like he's like, man, best I, I should probably just go home. He's like, I better just get out of here. I gotta go get paid for being on the brute squad. <laughs> so, I, I guess I'll just get on out of here. And then he just happens to stumble upon the four horses that's next to that window. And he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did something right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might be better off just taking three horses and just Fezzik being a horse himself. I think so. I, he's got those at least a mule. Powers. Yeah. Ugh. I feel bad for the horse that got. That's what Fezzik. I'm saying, man. <laughs> In fact, there's no way that had to be a stunt double actor riding away. Correct. Yeah. We're not putting Andre the Giant. Nope. On no. Horse. no. Okay. No. Just want to just want to yep. verify that. <laughs> percent absolutely not with his back and not with this his general size okay good one last note the the scene uh, the the goodbye from the grandpa as he says as you wish Mm. was the only scene shot in california is because uh rob reiner didn't like the delivery he didn't like his direction that he gave peter falk for the delivery of that line so he reached he just like he called peter falk in set everything up and had him do it on a set in in Los Angeles to to kind of finish off the film. Wow! And it's just like you can kind of tell when you, it when doesn't you go look back. The same. It doesn't really look the same or sound the same a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of just a kind of a weird thing. Movie magic, man. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It'll it'll they'll, they'll get it right one way or another. Rob <laughs> Reiner was also the the sounds and voices of the ROSUs. So. <laughs> R-O-U-S. R-O-U-S. They reference that in like games like Fallout and Borderlands and stuff like that. That they like I, I played Fallout 4 for a while and like you you'll go along and like there's just those rodents of unusual size. <laughs> when you see them out there, it's kind of funny that they pulled that from this movie. So Fuck yeah. That's it. That's the last one. That's All right, it. boys. So we did it. Uh we gotta we gotta see if we can avenge those nostalgia gratings. They weren't very good. AJ, what is your modern day? Strip away the nostalgia rating on this movie. Dude, the dialogue is phenomenal. Like, it's supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be, like, 
it's almost supposed to be underwhelming other than the fact that you have like the actual the shooting of the movie almost seems underwhelming but you have every other aspect the the actors um the the dialogue the the action the fencing things like that that all go into it and it is extremely extremely fun to watch and listen to again and honestly um the only the only thing that rings true in my head for this movie is just a straight up 8.0 straight up 8.0 yeah. mm-hmm. Sean my mom was you, right bud? the whole time she my was, mom right, was the right, right the whole time yeah uh yeah this it's Rob Reiner like stand by me he, I I think he's an excellent fucking filmmaker um I can't wait to do more of his movies hopefully like earlier movies like uh, a, a romantic comedy hopefully it is like AJ said extremely well done the dialogue is amazing William Goldman's an excellent writer there's the cast is perfect I think I don't think you could do any better I just think it's kind of a perfect movie uh, but for me personally, I just, I, it's, it's, it's entertaining and I, it, I, I won't really go back watching it all the time, but if it's on, I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, I'm going to watch it seasonally, probably. I don't know when, but, uh, I'm Christmas gonna, movie. Yeah, let's do it. Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go 8.1. Just, just the top AJ. 8.1. You <laughs> long bitch. <laughs> I yeah I agree you guys you guys nailed it it's it's I'm kind of mad that I waited this long to watch it in a serious context uh, but knowing that now is like yeah it's it's rewatchable immediately it's something I'll probably search out and try to watch again more often than not so uh, yeah I'm like a seven point six it's just a great fucking movie yeah really good man yeah. Well, there you go, everybody. We hope you had a blast on this episode. Means the world to have you here with us uh, next Wednesday. <clears throat> it's AJ's turn. It's Christmas movie season. Oh boy! Our, pa- our Patreon Patreon patrons have voted, and we have two Christmas movies coming your way: National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation yeah, and yeah, A Christmas yeah. Story. Oh, yeah. we're doing it, huh? It's gonna be Christmas. Season. Christmas Story <laughs> one, two. Oh my! It's gonna goodness. be Christmas wow. time. So oh. we hope you'll join us. Uh, we will catch you then. Thanks for listening, guys. The most important thing you can do right now is to follow us on social meds. The social media at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you're on Twitter, Confused Be Fast. You should also subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast platform of your choice that you're listening to on right now. Also, will you please visit our merch store? We please. have merch, you guys. Shirts, stickers, koozies. Go check them out at confusedbreakfast.bigcartel.com. And don't forget about our voicemail number. We want to hear from you. We want to hear those sexy voices. 319-804-9596. You can find links to everything at our website, confusedbreakfast.com. Tell your friends that's your mission this week. Get them Tell to do an episode. Guys, you can always find me anywhere on social media. It's AJ Venz, A-J-A-Y. I-V-E-N-S anywhere on social media online. You can find me TikTok and Instagram SeanPrior237. Goodbye. And I'm generally called Mikey Schulte on things, but sometimes I'm not, so you're just going to have to like click on the links in the things and yep. find us, okay? Yep. Got well, it. that's it for today's episode. Goodbye! Deuces. Bye. never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.